Hi, Robbie here. Let me begin with a spoiler. There's something that looks and feels suspiciously like a ray of hope at the end of today's musings. I never realized that a spoiler could also serve as a teaser. And I'm going to file that one away for future usage. All right, let's have at it. The sun rose this morning, and shortly afterwards, so did I. These days, it's appropriate to take the smallest of victories and cherish them. The bar isn't set as high as it used to be, and maybe that's a good thing, as a lot of us realize that the small things in life are actually the big ones that matter most. Now, I try to avoid news delivered via TV or radio, especially first thing in the morning. And why is a reasonable question. First of all, I don't get to choose what events my early morning sensibilities and sensitivities are subjected to. Secondly, I also have no say in the matter when it comes to the sequence of events I'm about to become aware of. So I have no control over whether the sequence is one that will best ease me into the world and the ways in which it has changed since my head hit the pillow four or five hours ago. It's important to note that I use the word events intentionally. If you pick and choose your sources wisely, the media sources you choose report on events and not stories. The phrase news story seems oxymoronic to me, and often just plain moronic. A breaking story means Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. An event involves real people, real blood, real bullets, and from time to time, real flowers and real meteorites streaking across the sky. Now, in elementary school, beginning in around the fourth grade or so, the term current events was used. Every day, each one of us had to choose a current event while also submitting a summary that contained the who, what, where, when, and why of these events. I think her name was Mrs. Goldschlager. She was, to put it mildly, unkind to those of us who didn't abide by those rules and regs. Now, current events morphing into what are now breaking stories probably explains the increasingly chaotic nature of the information and misinformation we receive and we react to. That's not good. But back to this morning. We've got Israelis and Palestinians engaged in a ceasefire, which, if you look back historically, isn't something to bet the farm on. This, after looking to do the most damage possible to each other, while at the same time there are at least 3 billion people on the planet who remain both unvaxxed and are walking super-spreaders or flying super-spreaders. Now, if the best we can do to resolve conflicts is to take lives rather than give life, we are dead meat, probably sooner rather than later. Then there are the helpless and aching women, men, and children barely living in what used to be a country called Yemen, drinking excrement cocktails for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Once again, not good. 
Now, if pastors, priests, imams, rabbis, take your pick or add your own. If religious leaders are taking sides, there is no God whose side they claim to be taking. Because if there is a God, it, she, he, a little of both, gender neutral, whatever, knows there are no sides to take. We are all one. We are just terribly unenlightened. The real God, if there is one, ingests hate and promptly expels it as harmless, odorless flatulence. And speaking of flatulence, I see we've got Donald Dolt preparing to address thousands using cow pies rather than words. Words that infect rather than heal. And if you're in the mood to have your head explode, try following this. We've got vague yet somehow definitive government medical suggestions and unclear mask mandates that, if nothing else, make it clear that no political party has a monopoly on taking scientific medical information and polluting it with, well, politics. We've got forceful yet empty-headed homo sapiens making names for themselves while knowing full well they're lying and also knowing full well that no one holds their lying against them. They're quite content if they're even aware that they've misplaced the self-reflection gene to have no clue or remorse at the harm they're doing. Their racism, their xenophobia are so flimsily masked that they'd be ashamed of themselves if they understood what shame was or had even an inkling of the meaning of the word xenophobia. The expression, we're screwed, comes to mind. But so do the words and the hearts of my kind and intrepid kin and my friends and their friends and their friends and their friends. Now, six degrees of separation replaced by six degrees of connection is a fine place to start turning things around. With billions of individuals realizing that they do have a choice, that they are not followers. To the contrary, they are tomorrow's leaders. And they start by having the courage to lead themselves. The late Lawrence Peter Berra, better known to this part of the world as Yogi, may have said it best. There's a fork in the road. Take it. This is Robbie. Speak soon. Please.